Hello and welcome to the Sensibility Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Baker. I'm financial advisor, money mindset coach, and all-out money guru when it comes to creating the financial future you are after. This is the podcast where we make talking money normal and manifesting it into our lives practical. I share with you money mindset tips and tricks as well as practical financial strategies to help you create the financial life and relationship with money that you deserve. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Hey there, we have a guest. We've had her on this show before. This is my business partner, Cara Mollica. And I say the business partner because last year, Cara and I created a new business, putting our experiences of money mindset coaching together to teach financial advisors. So um, we chat a lot. And Cara, just offline, you were saying that you... This is what, the fourth location of podcast recordings we've done? I think it's the third location. So the third location I've been, but in 12 months since we joined yeah. forces. And given that we've had lockdowns and everything. Exactly, yeah. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. So she's coming to you from Chengdu in Bali and I'm here in Sydney. Very different. If you see this on video, you'll see that I'm all rugged up in a woolly jumper and she's sort of a nice halter neck and looking like she's in summer because she is yeah. basically. So I'm a little jelly here. And today we decided to come together because, you know, there's always this right now, especially when looking at finance, there's a lot of negative stuff going on. But you take the shield away from just even the finance world, there's negative stuff going on all over the place. So we yeah. wanted to talk about how you could, some really cool things you can do to really shift that mindset of feeling helpless or stuck or overwhelmed by the negativity and the noise and the craziness that we are exposed to all the time. Absolutely. And sometimes we actually don't even realize this until we remove ourselves from all of the noise. So I've been in Changu in Bali for about two weeks now, and I've been amazed at how much my mindset has shifted just from not having the constant noise around, you know, what's what's going on out there. So the constant noise around interest rate rises and inflation rising, and yeah, like I'm researching it, I'm reading it, I'm observing what's going on, but it's not as in my face. So I've not um, had, it really can have a negative impact on us when we're constantly being bombarded with that information. So I, I really noticed that by being in a different environment that it's not as widely spoken about, I guess. Um that it, it, it does change our perspective on things. Absolutely. And that is also one of the, you know, simple tools we could look at is shifting our focus when we're looking at, you know, the news or we're feeling overwhelmed with something. It is actually, you know, you we can't always all get on a plane, go to Chengdu. <laughs> yeah, but it's about, you know, maybe stopping what you're doing or scheduling in time to go for work, a walk and be in nature and just remove yourself. We've got, I mean, I'm jumping straight into strategy, you know, straight into some ideas here, but I was going to say before you, said, before you were speaking, um, how we were talking offline about Jay Shetty put on a podcast about feeling helpless. And I haven't finished read, listening to the whole podcast, to be honest with you. I only got the first 10 minutes, but he started talking about um, the fact that now in one, in our lifetime, now in one year, we're exposed to 
um, the amount of trauma that a person 25 years ago was exposed to in their lifetime. So that speaks volumes about how much information we're getting on a daily basis. That is truly phenomenal. And how much negative, traumatic, negative stuff that's coming through our, you know, through our phones, through television, radio, even getting in an Uber and having a conversation and sort of, you know, being really thoughtful about what to talk about instead of going, oh, this weather, because that goes, opens a can of worms about maybe flooding and the crap that people are dealing with, you know, south and north and all sorts of places around New South Wales with flash flooding. You know, we've got to start thinking more strategically about what's important for us and having that self-care around just minding, being mindful of our mindfulness. Definitely. And when we think about this, the pandemic started at the beginning of 2020. So we've had this bombardment of information and also uncertainty and something that we never lived through before happen. And it feels like it's, you know, we had the pandemic and then there's been another, you know, a whole bunch of other things that have happened since, which is like continuing on with this I guess negativity and there can also be a lot of fear mongering and a lot of there's certainly a lot of uncertainty in the in the media around well what does this mean how's it going to impact me how's it going to impact my life um and as as you mentioned Amy it's really about being mindful of our language and our conversations around this and being able to reframe them so they are positive and this is not about being ignorant we do need to observe information So there's a difference between observing information where we know what's going on. We know that interest rates have risen. We know that inflation is rising, but we don't necessarily absorb that information. So we don't take that in and it become like our energy and our thoughts and our beliefs and what we talk about it. It's one thing being informed and another thing being letting it take over and really impact your energy and your life. You said so many things there and my mind's going to a million questions. (laughs) From a money mindset coaching point of view, I think let's start there given that's sort of both, you know, our passion and what we do in helping other people. Can you give us some strategies you would give to a client who's sort of really struggling with with dealing with negativity around the financial markets or their you know, their mindset around their, their current personal plan, like just what kind of things would you suggest they do just to feel more confident and more focused on what they're going to achieve and where they're heading? Yeah, absolutely. So it will depend on kind of, you know, where they're at individually. But some of the things that we would go through is if they don't currently have a great awareness of where their money is going, just really having a look at it and an understanding of that, it just helps create more certainty because once you're aware, you can actually make plans and put strategies in place for that. If they're at a point where they are aware of that, it's around how do we reframe and replace some of the uncertainty and negativity around their thought patterns with more positive and empowering ones. So that may be in the form of gratitude or writing a gratitude list around what they're grateful for around money, or it may be around 
visualizing what it is that they're trying to create in their life. Um, and also just the mindfulness when they're, when they're paying for things. So the gratitude piece around, well, yeah, maybe the electricity has gone up quite significantly, but I'm so grateful that I actually have electricity and I can, you know, have the lights on and I can cook my dinner and, you know, do everything that electricity allows us to have. Um, and then also being open to not just focusing on how do I reduce expenses, but let's expand that and have a more expansive conversation around, yeah, sure, look at what's flowing out, but how can I add more value so I can bring in more income? Because then the expenses piece doesn't have as great an impact because your income is rising. 100%. Um, in all of that, there's, a, there's one exercise that now I do and I encourage everyone to do it with the sort of a, it's in line with that gratitude piece is when you're going to, you know, say you're sitting in a cafe and you've ordered a coffee or you're going out with friends, sort of look at where that, that how that money is enriching others as well. So when you're spending money, you're spending money to pay for someone's, you know, pay a portion of someone's salary, someone's rent, someone's bills, all of that kind of thing. So to see sort of, you know, break down those those values into multiple different streams and all of a sudden you start seeing this incredible amount of abundance coming from yourself to others and, and vice versa when you're earning income or when, you know, say you do find that, money starts flowing in other places to you, it's sort of like this really lovely flow all of a sudden. And when we're looking at spending or we're, you know, the gratitude piece again, we're spending to pay for electricity or, you know, pay, you know, our phone bill or buy a coffee or the groceries and everyone's complaining, but grocery bills are rising, all this stuff. That whole space of looking at it from a different perspective, a place of gratitude shifts you from that mindset of scarcity and that in itself is incredibly powerful yeah absolutely so yeah it's breaking it down like you said amy so you know you're in a cafe and you've purchased let's say a meal and your coffee and so there's the staff there that are getting paid there is the restaurant owner there is the primary producer who has supplied the food there's the driver that's actually taken the food to that destination um, and so many other things that it, it is a flow it is flowing from you to all of these people likewise it's flowing from other people back to you at different times and also when you think about that one other mindset shift there is that now money is not what you're sort of perceived as is that, that that money can give me freedom or money can give me opportunity, money can do this. All of a sudden that power is now within us versus giving the power to money. And that's an incredible shift too because often we go, when I have enough or when I, you know, when I get this X amount in savings, I will do that. Or if I were to win the lottery, then I would feel free. Yeah. But freedom or abundance is actually absolutely a state of mind as they state yes. you know you can feel completely scarce and poor but have quite a lot in your bank account exactly it is simply a state of mind it really is 
And so that's really, I think, the catalyst to why I wanted you here today is that we have the control. The media is just, you know, noise, in all honesty. It is. We have the control. And let's remember, you know, the media are trying to, um, you know, sell advertising, sell headlines. So they're going to have something that's really attention grabbing. So you click on the link. So you read the article. So you see the ads. Um, and we really need to be mindful of, of that um, and how much of that we're absorbing. And I love what you were saying, Amy, around it is an internal state of mind. We can feel abundant and love our life and have very little. And this is something that I've really noticed here in Bali because they obviously got hit significantly um, by the pandemic. I think it's 90% of their economy is based on tourism. Obviously, nobody was really traveling at that time. And the Balinese are the happiest people and they can live a very simple life. They can live off very little money. And I'm not saying, you know, everyone can just up and move to another country that has a lower cost of living, but we can appreciate the small things. So those things that we are putting out into the future is like, I'll be happy when I have X dollars in the bank, or I'll be happy when I've bought my house, or I'll be happy when. Well, what feeling are you trying to get? Or what feeling is it that you really want from that? How can you cultivate that feeling now? So, you know, a few years back when I was working in a, in a corporate role, um, it was really around I just wanted to go to the gym in the middle of the day. And it sounds so simple and so silly, but that was what really epitomized like freedom for me and and that I just that was my preferred time to go. And so it was like, well, how can I create that in my life? And then automatically that just makes me feel abundant because it's what I love doing. Or, you know, other things like if you love sunsets, for example, or you love nature, or you love going to the beach, or you love going to the park with your children, what are those things and what is the feeling that you get from them that you're you actually, that's, that's what you actually want from money. It's not money for money's sake. It's the feelings that you want to have. Mm-hmm. It's the emotions that you want to experience um, and the experiences you want to have as well. Yeah. And, and a lot of emphasis is put on money to be the problem solver. We actually are the problem solver. Money is the tool. Um, and I think that's one of the powerful things you and I get the opportunity to share that information with people who have that sort of a bit twisted. We've all, I know, because I've had that very twisted in my own my own life, my own self, about money, but we can actually really detangle that concept and go, right, money is actually simply a tool and, yeah, it can enhance your life. Yes, when used correctly, reduce the stress, but you're doing that. You're the one in control versus money's controlling you. And as you've just put it so beautifully, it really comes down to making the simple choices and really finding what, you know, having those particular needs met, finding them, understanding where your emotions are being lifted and all of those kind of things because you'll find it isn't actually in the bank account. No, yeah. And we both talk about this as well, Amy, is around aligning how we're spending and earning money with our values. So sometimes we actually sit down and 
write a list of, you know, what do I value? What brings me joy? What brings me happiness? And then we look at how we're earning and spending money. And sometimes they are really not aligned. And so just that awareness helps us be like, well, actually, do I want to spend extra hours in the office or, you know, working that is foregoing that family time that I really want or that time with my friends or that time for myself? And also, is that money that I'm spending on something really aligned with my values or would I like to redirect that to something that is more aligned with my values that brings me joy, that brings me happiness and not just in the short term but in the medium and long term as well and putting equal importance on the the joy and happiness now but also building for the future and what you want in the future. 100%. So I do this with my clients and I know you do too. Um, we we actually look at the wants, the needs, the desires, um, you know, the must-haves and, and whatnot. So it's actually a really, really good exercise to do when you're looking at your budget or I don't like to call it budget, I call it my cash flow model. Some like call it money management process, um, automatic, you know, automated banking system, um, whatever it is where you've, you're looking at your, your numbers you, and that's something that you really do need to always do, look at those numbers and if you are avoiding that, I'd say really challenge yourself to push through that avoidance because you'd be surprised. Sometimes we, we tell ourselves we're ho- hopeless with money, but we're probably not. We've just got these stories. But I'm going to diver- digress if I keep going with that. But the point the point is then really honing in and going, okay, instead I, I really want the I want that life of being able to travel like, like yourself. Um, but currently my finances aren't going to allow that, but I'll still have that need fulfilled by doing a weekend away just down south coast or you know taking taking it an afternoon off and doing this coastal walk here you know say the bondi to you know coogee walk or whatever where you're just getting a really nice experience that now ticks the box of filling a need we've got to be really strategic in this current financial climate and i i'm not one to encourage you know to push the idea of oh we've got to cut cut back costs but we are in a high inflationary environment things are getting more expensive so if you do have these goals where you really want to you know retire earlier you might want to do the fire program where you you know save clear your debts and build wealth so that you can have all the you know can do the travel earlier in life then you've got to sort of be strategic about it right you can't expect to have the cake and eat it too so it's not about cutting back in terms of, again, that word being scarce, it's now about being strategic and looking at it going, I can I can still have my needs met. Like we could ha- instead of going out to a restaurant, you could do potluck and get everyone to bring a plate and a bottle of wine to the house. I mean, how fun is that? It still fixes that, it, it, you know, meets that need. Yeah, it really does. And it, it comes back to our mindset around what we're doing and, and coming to it from an um, abundant mindset as opposed to a lack mindset. You know, a lack mindset would be, I'm really disappointed. I can't go to that restaurant. An abundance mindset will be like, how amazing I can have my friends to my house and we can have like incredible conversations and a connection. Um, and, you know, like you say, everyone brings a plate, brings a bottle of wine. And 
And that need is being met in a different way. And sometimes we find that we didn't actually really want that fancy restaurant. Like, yeah, it's great every now and then, but we wanted the connection. We wanted the experience with the people. Absolutely. And there's so many different ideas, uh, Cara and I can share on how you can re- you know, reframe, shift, change the way you look at your finances and enhance your lifestyle to actually meet these goals. And the other thing we started talking about in this podcast was also being aware of the noise. And so we've come, we've given a couple of really good strategies. I, I sort of am thinking about the experiences we have with our friends often has get is done through screen time these days. So it's, you know, getting in touch with everyone and saying, hey guys, instead of spending time on Instagram and away from my daughter while she's playing, let's book a date in, let's catch up. And also looking at those those apps and looking at those people you're following and maybe unfollow some of them for the sake of your sanity. Definitely. I know I've done that recently. Yeah, as have I. <laughs> yeah, so um, again, it's this consciousness around, you know, your thoughts around money, consciousness around, yeah, who are you following on social media? What news are you constantly reading or looking at? And conversely, you know, you could actually be avoiding that as well. And do you need to be more informed about what's going on? So really being aware of where you're at on that range. Um, And there's, you know, some great apps and things on your phone that can actually help you limit your time on these things as well. Absolutely. I do not watch the news. I don't read the newspaper. And you're probably going, how the hell do you keep up with all this stuff? Because my husband is um, in the investment markets and he's, you know, 24-7 almost, hand on pulse. He basically looks after our clients' investments. I, you know, I see the strategy and the financial planning piece, but he's all over that. So I, I thought he knows now for me, it's a need to know basis. I know exactly what's going on in the financial markets and why. But I made a decision some time ago to turn off the news for the very fact that I'm a very sensitive person and I found that it would affect my energy, it would affect my state of mind and I'm just a worrywart. I'm always, you know, I'm an empath. I'm always wanting to help people and fix problems and if you're constantly seeing the news where there is lots of problems all the time, it can really cause you to be a bit like the deer in the headlights when it comes to your own life. That's how I experienced it anyway. I was a bit like overwhelmed all the time with with negative stuff that I had to shut it out. Yeah, and you mentioned energy there and I'd really like to just have a conversation around that because our energy, it plays such an important part in like the bigger picture of our ability to really create wealth and to create abundance. If we're in a state where we are feeling lack, where we are uncertain and fearful and we constantly have this around us, then it's going to be really challenging for us to get out of that. And so it's um, be aware and there's a, a concept of like looking at what your energy drainers are and what you gain energy from. So your energy drainers may be this constant noise from the news. It might be Instagram or Facebook. It might actually be people in your life. It might be, 
your work situation and then look at your energy gainers. So what are the things that fill up my cup? What are the things that give me energy? And for some people that might be solo time. For other people, they get energy from being around other people. Figure out what it is for you and what gives you energy and what takes energy away from you. And I'm not saying that you can automatically stop your energy drainers and just add all your energy gainers, but how can you balance that out more for the things that you can't necessarily stop straight away? You might be able to stop them in a in the longer term, um, but how do you add more of the gain, the energy gainers, and decrease what's draining your energy? That's such good advice. I mean, we could go down this rabbit hole on energy positivity, vibration, and all of those kind of things because there's, there's actually so much science behind all of this as well. And when it comes to money, we really do have to be aware of our energy when it, when it comes to a mindset. And one of the things, not you know, we've got to be mindful as well about our energy is what is the, what is the sort of, you know, record, the repeating records that are going over and over in our heads that could be causing us to sort of be stuck as well or in a sort of negative mindset um, sort of could be in a space of, you know, always angry or frustrated. Um, what's what's going on there in our subconscious that we might need to shift and change? Because there's a lot of things and a lot of tools we can actually put into place to really change and shift our life incredibly. I mean, it, this kind of work is mind-blowing because, as soon as you start, you know, it's like opening Pandora's box, isn't it, Kari? You kind of go, wow, there's so many tools here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing when we start to look at what our thoughts are, when we start to observe them, we realize how negative some of them can be. And we have them on repeat and we have like 70,000 thoughts a day. Most of them are the same that we've had the previous day, the previous day, the previous month, the previous year. And if we've never actually stopped to look at what they are, and, you know, especially around money, we we can have these negative thoughts on repeat. And it's around, once we become aware of that, it's it's the first step to being able to change that. But if we don't even know what we're thinking, because we haven't actually spent the time to to look at that and and once you start doing this you you'll just realize it'll come to you you'll be like she did it the other day and I I'd had dinner with a friend and I left and I thought actually I need to be careful with the language that I'm using here because it is quite negative it, it wasn't empowering there was something going on that I I wanted to change and it's like well how do I reframe that so you'll find over time that automatically you'll start to think, actually, that wasn't a positive way to speak either to somebody else. Um, and I'm talking about when you're speaking about yourself. Plus, also, it wasn't a positive thought for me to have because often our thoughts are far, far worse than what we actually speak out loud to other people. And when we think about it, it's like we would never say this to our best friend or our sister, our mum, our daughter, our niece, but we're saying it to ourselves. And so it's around just that awareness of what is it that we're constantly saying to ourselves 
And then we can reframe that to more empowering thoughts over time. Absolutely. And we've got to remember when we're stuck in that thought pattern and the word I was looking for was like a broken down record. It's as you pointed out, it's usually from the past and it's from yesterday. It could have even been from a trauma from our childhood or whatever that we're carrying with us. We've got to be incredibly mindful of our thoughts and remember that thoughts can just disappear as quickly as they come. If we've got that mindfulness over our thoughts and control, then we can be more present because often thoughts have been created because of the past or could be out of fear and anticipation to the future. Either two no longer, I don't exist when, you know, we consider time, space and reality, we're just here now. So be mindful of going, is that going, like, you know, if you've got a constant thought of, or, or even creeps into that level of anxiety, you've got a question is this serving me? Why is this happening? What is and, and then work on now we've got to be strategic on how to fix that. You know, if it is a bit of anxiety, then we could do all sorts of things to actually shift you from that point of view as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's not necessarily the thought, but it's the meaning that we give that thought. So how can we get to a point mm. where we're like, we recognize a thought and we're like, oh, okay, it's just a thought. It doesn't mean anything. And we don't create a story around that. So when I create a story around, well, I'm not where I want to be financially and therefore, you know, I'm bad with money, it's never going to happen, like I should be over here and I'm not there yet, that's a story. The thought is just, oh, I'm not where I want to be. Okay, cool. Let's keep going. Like let's move on. It's it's the story that we give it that really has the meaning and what, and that's how we form beliefs. We repeat these thoughts over and over again and they become beliefs. So we won't go down that tangent today. That's a whole section in Money Mindset Coaching right there on beliefs. One thing we've, again, back to thoughts, thoughts basically can affect our energy as we sort of say to kind of go, let's sort of loop this back to where we were before. And, you know, if we recognize that they potentially could become or are a belief, we, we already know that that can actually be rewired and changed anyway. Again, we've got to have that mindfulness of what, what, what can I basically either distract yourself, you know, do some tapping, do some meditation, um, and, or even do that gratitude piece. There's so many things that you can do. But when it comes to money, you know, we, we beat ourselves up and we've got to remember the financial you know, wealth creation road is a marathon. You can't compare yourself to anybody else. It's like, as you said, the analogy, like going to the gym, you don't go to the gym to get, to do one session and expect a six pack or some amazing quads. You go to the gym consistently over long, you know, over years. I've been in the gym for years and years and years, you know, if I didn't, I wouldn't be able to do the Pilates that I'm doing now and do, you know, the things, the strength that I have. You know, if I wouldn't have the endurance. So it's the same thing with our money. We've got to look, we've all got to put the light in the sand and go, okay, start here. And every day it might be feeling like you're starting again, but eventually over time, that habit stacking, that process that we create, all of a sudden you look back, you've climbed part of your mountain and you can see how far you've come. And that's the reward. It's not just about where you're going. Yeah, it's, it's definitely about the consistency and I think often we don't actually sit down and think about how far we've actually come. So it's also an exercise that I get my clients to do is like 
Well, go back and look at what did you want three years ago and how much of that have you achieved because often you've achieved a good portion of that and it may have happened in a slightly different way, um, but it's a really valuable exercise because we tend to just get to the goal and be like, okay, great, I got there. Um, we're happy for like a moment and then we're like, okay, what's the next thing? What, what am I striving for now? And really like celebrating yourself for what you have already achieved. Um, and everybody has achieved things. When you, you look back at, at what you've done over the last couple of years, there's definitely been some progress there. So, so go back and celebrate yourselves. And because the things that we once wanted, we are now living, yet we're so focused the the next thing that we want we haven't stopped and appreciated where we are now it's so true in a world where we have such instant gratification we can get very distracted to just of you know, comparing ourselves but that is something that i also do Cara, is when i do my reviews with my clients i always create like a bit of a powerpoint or i've captured the information from the previous year so over the years it's fantastic because you can see well when we first met when you first came to me you may have you know thirty thousand dollars in credit card debt now you have 500 or you know and this actually like uh, that number i'm just thinking of a client i met only a week ago and how far she's come in the six years that she's worked with me because you know she went through a divorce and she um had to sort of take on a lot of her ex-husband's debt he was a spender and he's you know, he one minute we we're, were talking about going in this direction with the finances and next thing he turns up with a new personal loan and a, a motorcycle. You know, that was the stuff that she was dealing with. So she had to deal with then the credit card debt and whatnot. Another client that I had recently, you know, last year she was, you know, she'd started a business during just before the um, pandemic and then she had to find herself employment that was, you know, during the, a pandemic in her career you know, with what she was doing in her um, industry the type of industry she was in. She had this credit card debt and she borrowed money of her parents and then that was her goal from last year. I want to clear all that. And then this year, the review meeting, it was like, bang, she did it. She's done it all. She's managed to do that over the last 12 months. And it's so cool to be able to say, look at what you look at those numbers you gave me a year ago and look at the numbers you've got now. And it is about, you know, we've got to look at the smaller steps to get to the bigger picture a lot of us, and I know in the financial planning world, it's always like the end game, but it's, well, let's just focus on the, the actual short-term stuff because that's where you're going to get that instant gratification, right? You know, and we've got apps and things like that that can also help us along the way. Yeah, and it's the motivation to keep going. When we look at, you know, a, okay, I want $2 million for retirement, which is in 20 or 30 years, unless we break that down to actually in the next 12 months, I want to increase my superannuation by X dollars or I want to in improve my net worth by X dollars or I want to pay off X dollars of debt. When, when we break it down, it's much more manageable for us to be able to work towards and we have that motivation to keep going because we can see the progress. Whereas if we just look at the big goal, it can feel like it's too far away and like sometimes we can get into this mentality of, well, what's the point it's so far away because we're not actually focusing on the progress that we are making. Yeah, so so many cool things there. And that, my mind just also went to 
the financial markets because you brought up superannuation. You know, there was a lot of, there's been a lot of conversations I've had over the last six months with clients around their investment returns and they have been negative. And Brett wrote out, or husband Brett wrote out, um, you know, a report for our clients and he just said, you know, you've got to focus on how far you've come. Like it's the same with investing. Although the markets have dropped right now, when you look at the graph over the years, especially when we've had been in the bullish market for such a long period of time, that little drop is actually insignificant in the big grand scheme of things. You're looking at the last several years, you've actually grown, you know, your portfolio a certain amount. And then, yes, we've lost, you know, you might have lost 4 or 5% over the last few months. It might have been higher depending on how you're invested. If you're really invested in the U.S. market, you might have lost far more. Point being, though, look at the long-term, you know, past and, and picture and how far you've come and know that this is just a temporary situation. And again, it's a marathon. You're going to get dips. You're going to get highs and lows. And you've just got to ride them out. Yeah, totally. And I, I was looking at this data this morning, actually. And one thing that I always say to my clients is if you've got the plan in place, it's like go and live your life. Stop tracking the market. Stop looking at It's so easy for us to pick up an app and actually look at the market multiple times a day if we want to. Like just just stop, go and do the things that you love doing because, you know, if it's a long-term plan anyway. And the, the other thing that um, I spoke about recently as well is as a society, people get so excited about a sale. It's like, oh, those clothes are on sale, the car's on sale, the shoes are on sale, whatever it may be, the electronic gadgets are on sale. Well, maybe we shift our perspective to potentially the share market is now on sale and, you know, that it will move in cycles. This is known. Stop looking at the what's going on immediately right now and zoom out to the bigger picture, like you said, Amy, of longer term. Absolutely. And it comes back to what we were talking about earlier when it, like how I say, I don't, I don't watch the news. I don't read newspapers. I do read the AFR. It's just me. I'm a financial person. So I do read the, you know, Australian Financial Review. Um, I do read, you know, articles in LinkedIn, but I'm very careful with what I'm feeding my mind. And that's the same with when you are looking at your super statement or your investment statement, looking at those numbers on an app and seeing doom and gloom. You've got to look at zoom out and almost look at it and go, am I going to need that money right now? No. Now, of course, there's going to be people who are going, well, I'm about to go into retirement. Sure, you know, if you are, you can still have a whole whole portion of that invested and only pull out what you need to leave off in that retirement. It's not like you're going to sell everything and live off cash in retirement. So realistically, none of us should be so caught up in just this short-term thing. We're not day traders, you know. So it is about going back and thinking, am I hurting myself right now doing this? Most likely, yeah, so stop it. As you just said, stop looking at the app. Stop looking at that. Is it serving you? Go and live your life. Find your joy. Find that, you know, get that vibe, as my stepdaughter calls it, the vibe. You know, she likes, she meets cool people. She goes, like his vibe, you know. I love that, you know, because she's tuning into energy, right? Where's that energy? You're, you're now being your energy sucker in that respect. Definitely, definitely. 
So we've covered a lot today in our short little. Oh my gosh, I, I could get you on the show all the time. <laughs> yeah, we just <laughs> we'll just be me. talking everyone's ears off about. But look, I think today I'm hoping that those who have listened, either you know, I, I know we've got financial advisors that listen to us, um, and there's also my clients, and there's uh, friends of friends, and I know that this is starting to get a good reach. I had someone contact me and say, "I've listened to this one. That's really cool." So whoever's out there listening. If you like what you hear, I'd encourage you to share it um, because it might be helpful to somebody else. And that's the intention that Cara and I came on today is to share some of these ideas to help people sort of stop being or stop feeling so helpless in such a crazy time. Yeah, and thank you for listening as well. So we know there's a, you know a million different things that you can listen to now, read, look at. We have an abundance of information. So we are very grateful for you being here um, and, you know, listening to us talk everything about money mindset, which we both love so much um, and, you know, live and embody as well. Absolutely. Well, you're certainly doing that. You created a, a financial lifestyle plan because you really like the idea of having the freedom of travel and you know, that's what you do and it's sort of because that's what you valued, right? And we talked about that in the beginning of the um the beginning of the podcast. You know, we've got to create these plans either for our clients or for ourselves. They'll really tap into what's important to us, what what gives us sparks that joy. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you are safe and happy and feeling blessed wherever you are. Thanks, Amy. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share the love. Like and share all posts. Social links are in the show notes below. Please note that any information shared in this podcast is general in nature and not to be perceived as financial advice. Please seek advice from a licensed financial advisor, just like me. We also want to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Aurora Nation as the traditional custodians of this country we record this podcast in. We recognise their continuing connection to the land and waters and thank them for protecting this coastline and its ecosystems since time immemorial. 